I'm not playing with the cat. He was messing, like, he was literally ripping into some HR documents. I have to read. Hmm. <clears throat> Welcome, ladies and germs and people of all genders, to the Ah! Real Films podcast. My name is Taylor, the Pumpkin Queen. And my name is Curtis, the Pumpkin court jester okay <laughs> i was like go. you had it before <laughs> i forgot what i said before uh we had to re-record this uh ladies and germs and people of all genders because uh we had a little bit of a cat accident here that her cat a who... cat accident oh, that's really bad her cat who we keep in as a good luck is also a huge troublemaker um and he was attacking my feet he was attacking some important hr documents from my <laughs> sister's work so um, uh, my high power job please excuse yeah. me high power job i'm a peasant that works yeah. Anyway, today's episode, you want to introduce the topic? I think it's an obvious one, but... Yeah, today we're very excited. It's our Halloween episode. We are going to be... Um, <laughs> we are going to be covering some films that we like to watch on Halloween. Mm -hmm. But before we start, I'm afraid I have a pretty unfortunate public service announcement. Um, <gasps> the patriarchy has struck again in the form... <gasps> unfortunately of my brother curtis <gasps> who informed me that the nightmare before christmas is not a horror film Look, it's and not, that i would not no, be allowed to discuss that's not it. what i said i said it's not a halloween movie it is a christmas it movie is a halloween movie. it's also not scary it, it starts on halloween it, yeah. he's the pumpkin king nightmare before christmas it is not nightmare before it could easily be halloween. called nightmare after halloween <laughs> no <laughs> Well, okay, as much so, as I do enjoy that film, when is the last time we watched it on Halloween? We always watch it on Christmas. I, that and Black Christmas are what we always watch on Christmas. And Elf. Um, and Elf, of course. <laughs> I'm not, listen, maybe you don't watch it on Halloween, but I watch it on Halloween and I watch what, it What, you watch like, it and then you stop before the Christmas stuff comes no, up? No, I watch it all the way through because he he's the spirit of Halloween <laughs> and he's in the whole film. It's a Halloween. I'm sorry. Like, sorry in terms about of our, people yeah, this is embarrassing. We're just arguing on air. I apologize, folks. I, my sister's I apologize, out of too, that you guys had to confront the patriarchy in this way. <laughs> well, the matriarchy strikes again, folks, because one of the rules that we decided uh, for this podcast is I think we could both agree Halloween's one of our favorite Halloween films. Oh, yeah. I thought I mean, you were going to say one of our favorite holidays and I was going to be like, well, yes, I'm talking about yeah. the film, yeah, though. Yeah. So we decided we neither of us would discuss any of the Halloween films. I was unaware that also meant Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Any movie that had the word Halloween in it. That movie does, uh, just in case those who don't know, you know, I'm sure every horror fan is familiar with the Halloween series, but Halloween 3 does not feature Michael Myers at all. In fact, features a series of haunted masks, if you will. <laughs> I watched this movie took a bunch of notes. Now I don't have any notes on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, um, Halloween 3 is not a great we movie literally, anyway. At the end of the last podcast record, we sat here. We said, okay, our next episode is Halloween. And I said, okay, but we're not doing any of the Halloween movies. Curtis looked me into the <laughs> windows of my soul <laughs> and said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the matriarchy strikes again, folks. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we are talking about halloween films today now this is not necessarily films that are set on halloween i think these are films that we enjoy watching on halloween that has say, a halloween spirit yeah i would say my kind of threshold or my rubric that i graded the films by is do i enjoy watching this film particularly in the halloween like it kind of gets me in the halloween spirit well as a segue into my film i'll kind of explain what my criteria are first it's got to be scary it has to at mm. least be a little bit scary Second, it's got to be fun. It has to be something that you can sit down and watch with a bunch of people and everybody's laughing and having a good time. 
I enjoying the movie. So nothing like you, you don't know, want to watch like audition or Human Centipede or something. You know something. You like weirdly bring up Human Centipede. Frank Vogel <laughs> films. You wouldn't want to watch those. You're like either. nervously sweating. Like who, who watches Human Centipede for fun? <laughs> and third, it has to be related. And this is related. It has to be funny. It has to be humorous, uh, either intentionally or not. So yeah. my Hall of Fame Halloween films that I love watching on Halloween. Evil Dead 2, Drag Me to Hell, another Sam Raimi movie, Dead Alive, uh, the classic. I didn't even think of Dead Alive. uh, That's actually a great Halloween. And Troll 2, which is one that's (laughs) unintentionally funny, but you know. I don't know if it's scary. What about but, you know, Cannonball Run too? No, see that that is more <laughs> of a Christmas film. No, <laughs> but in related to all of these films, these movies I love watching uh, on Halloween is my film that I want to discuss today, and that film is Wes Craven's Scream. Ah! Classic, classic <laughs> Scream. That's the I imagine one. I'm Drew Barrymore. Ah! <laughs> So Scream, uh, I'm pretty sure every horror fan and even non-horror fan uh, is very familiar with. It's a 1996 slasher movie directed by the one of the Mount Rushmore horror film directors, Wes Craven, who also directed Last House on the Left, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hills Have Eyes, all sorts of classics. He's, <laughs> he's a great filmmaker. Um, it was written by Kevin Williamson. Uh, who was sort of revived um, the slasher back in the 90s with a lot of different scripts. I, I, I don't have that off the top of my head. I didn't take notes. Folks, again, I took notes for Halloween 3. Um, now, anyway, <laughs> but Kevin Williamson kind of revived the slasher with this, with Scream. It's sort of a self-referential movie. Um, the film stars uh, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, <gasps> Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Skeet oh. Ulrich, some great names. Like and- the best 90s kids. and i would say um stars neve campbell as well as the main character and i think this leads us into our first of uh, the reoccurring segments is it neve yeah. or nev yeah this we we are really trying to get a segments exactly. series going on the show we want to have several segments and we discussed our first segment being is it <laughs> neve, neve or, or nev? nev so is it neve like n-e-v-e like her name is spelled so mm-hmm. it sounds like neve or is it nev like the guy from catfish so what, what side? What side do you fall on? I want. I call her Neve, but I also call the guy from Catfish Neve too, because I think it sounds funnier. Okay, I've always called her Neve, but after I started watching Catfish, mm-hmm. I retroactively was like, "Is it Nev?" Because what actress was it? There's some actress where everyone mispronounces her name, and like recently she's come out and been like, "Actually, it's pronounced this way." I'll probably call oh, this uh, I can't. Chrissy Tagan. It's pronounced Tagan, right? Yeah, it, it's, everybody it thought was, it was Tegan. Yeah, that's a good example. But yeah. there was there was somebody who it was like her first name. If I think of it, maybe I'll splice that in. Here. Well, that was that um, was a great segment. I hope <laughs> I hope we have another reoccurrence really, of the Neve versus Nev debate at some point in the future. I was kind of um, disappointed because I thought we would fall on different sides of the issues and that we would get. To well, you just said it. you thought. It was Nev. No, I think it's Neve. I just after hearing someone named Nev, I was like, well, well maybe his her name is Nev. Have we ever heard Neve. her say her own name? No, she never says in Scream. <laughs> My real name is Neve Campbell, like IRL, not this film. But anyway, uh, great segment there. Um, so Neve Campbell plays uh, Sydney Prescott in the movie, um, and it is. Basically, she's the main character, and basically, um, the story sorts of revolves around this town. Uh, this high school, it's high school kids that are being stalked by the Ghostface Killer. I think is what he's called, <laughs> Ghostface, right? I believe he pronounces it Killer. Well, that is the rapper, <laughs> actually. But um, so Ghostface is stalking these teenagers, and the famous opening scene with Drew Barrymore, fan 
fantastic classic scene. Very reminiscent of uh, Psycho, I would say, where mm. – and, you know, again, folks, we're we're not like other podcasts. We give you spoilers, so spoiler alert. Welcome to our other famous segment. We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Welcome to our other famous segment where we act like we're tough for spoiling a movie. <laughs> so the first 15 minutes of this film – or maybe 10 minutes of this yeah, film, but it really sets the tone for the movie, both, I think, stylistically, thematically, the whole feel of the movie is just born out of this part. Um, Drew Barrymore is at her house cooking some popcorn, watching some scary movies. Dope hairdo. Dope hair. She actually looks quite beautiful, yeah. I will say. Anyway, she begins receiving uh, prank calls or just random calls from a person. It's like, you know, what are you doing? Uh, do you like scary movies? And then calls sort of get a little bit more dangerous. He's mm-hmm. like starts threatening her. She hangs up and then he calls again. He's like, don't you fucking hang up on me. Oh, yeah. That he gets really wonderful. aggressive. Yeah. And then he starts quizzing her basically in, in, in implying that, you know, if you don't get these questions right, I'm going to kill you. And one of my favorite, favorite lines from this is he asks her who the killer from Friday the 13th. And she's like, Jason, it's Jason. He's like, no, it's Jason's mom. And that's eventually <laughs> what gets her killed. And that sort of, again, sets the tone of the movie. The movie's very... Uh, spoilers for Friday the 13th. But... Oh, yeah. Well, sorry, folks. Damn it, Chris. I already gave a spoiler alert. That's a, it, we consider our spoiler alerts blanket spoiler alerts, I'd say. <laughs> but this scene, um, I think, really sets the tone for the movie and kind of explains why I think this movie's such a great Halloween film. It's, um, I don't know if self-referential is the right word, but it really, self-referential, it really plays upon the slasher movie, um, you know, tropes um, of the final girl. I I actually recently have been watching Eli Roth's series on AMC. It's called The History of Horror, Eli Roth's History of Horror. It's really great. Uh, There's three episodes in. The last two episodes were on the slasher, and I'm taken a little bit from that because he he discusses Scream and how in Scream, the final girl actually survives, how in Scream, you know, when they think they killed the killer, he actually comes back to life, but then she just shoots him right in the head at the end Mm -hmm. again. We're spoiler, spoiler crazy here, but um, it also features a character. Now, let me get this guy's name. We'll edit this all out. Our third popular segment. I'm going to edit this out. So they also features a character uh, uh, by the name of Randy Meeks. Uh, I didn't know. I did not know his last name was Meeks in this film until I checked the Wikipedia on it. But Randy is sort of like a horror historian. And he oh, keeps yeah. on pointing out, you know, first rule of slashers, yes. don't have sex. And everybody boos him. But, um, you know. Uh, that's my favorite scene. In oh, screen. yeah. I don't know. When I they're just... watching Halloween, he's yeah. listing all of the rules. Yeah. It's pretty great, but this film is obviously a classic. It revitalized the slasher genre. After you scream, you have, you know, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and uh, Halloween H2O, Halloween series Mm -hmm. is revitalized. Halloween H2O, um, which is very, I think it was originally meant, they started with the concept of that before Scream came out, but then after Scream came out, out, they made it more like tongue-in-cheek and self-referential. You know, I think, above all, Scream is just like a really fun movie to watch. It's it pulls off this perfect balance, and I think Evil Dead uh, 2 is really the only other movie. Maybe Drag Me to Hell. Certainly not Dead Alive, though. I'm just thinking all the movies I think are really fun and slightly mm-hmm. scary. But to me, Evil Dead 2 and Scream are like stand above the rest of being genuinely scary and genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that I just feel is a perfect Halloween movie for that reason. I like Scream 2 because... Um... With horror movies and fans of horror movies, it's not the same as being fans of other genres in that you can't necessarily share it with your friends. You know, if your friends don't like to be scared, they're not going to want to watch a horror movie with you. Whereas, you know, I don't particularly like 
say action movies, but mm-hmm. I'll go see an action movie because I know it won't make me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But a movie like Scream is great because it appeals to horror fans because it does have some genuine, genuinely pretty scary moments. But it also appeals to people who don't like horror movies, but because it is so fun and because it is so kind of trendy, but it, it's not dated, you know, it's it's really kind of perfect. And I think a lot of other uh, horror podcasts I know have talked about this and some stuff I've read online is that like PG-13 horror movies have kind of quote unquote ruined horror because they just try to appeal to a wide audience. I think Scream, Scream is a good example of appealing to a wide audience, but still hitting the far edges of that audience. Like hardcore yeah. horror fans like the self-referential to other horror movies and they like the scares, but people who aren't horror fans will still think it's funny and it has like a really popular cast and it has just, it has really a good plot line and, yeah, you know, it has Nev slash Neve Campbell. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, Neve Campbell is yeah. a classic 90s actress. She's, um, everything she's in. Is, yeah, I she's mean... just fantastic. <laughs> now, there's so much we could talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you can talk about the feminist aspect. You can talk about the self-referential horror aspect of it. But I'm going to keep it short. But one last thing that I will mention is that actually, I want to say two years prior in 1994, Maybe 1995. Uh, Wes Craven released uh, New Nightmare, mm-hmm. which is a Nightmare on Elm Street film that is very, very similar to Scream. And it's kind of like a precursor to Scream. It's like the film he made after all these Freddy movies that he wasn't involved in came out. And it was sort of like a satire of all the sequelization of Freddy and the way he had become sort of more funny than scary. Mm-hmm. And I think a really good double feature, and I, you know, maybe I'll just do this this year, a really good double feature on Halloween would be New Nightmare and Scream. Obviously, Scream is a classic. It is certainly better than New Nightmare, but New Nightmare, I'd say, is probably the second or third best uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I would also highly recommend that movie to other people, people who enjoy Scream and just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Highly recommend, but... That's my movie Scream, a Halloween classic to me. And, you know, you see people dressing up as Ghostface all the time. I think people would say it's a real Yeah, I was about to say I was about to say we had a Ghostface mask before I even knew what it was referencing. Some pictures floating around Mm -hmm. of us as youngins. Maybe Um, we'll post it on our Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram, (laughs) Our Real Films, and Twitter, Our Real Films. And uh, maybe you can see that. Who knows? You need to stop plugging the social channels like at awkward times (laughs) during the podcast. Most people do it at the end of the podcast. So, uh, since I wasn't allowed to do my real favorite Halloween film, which well, is The Nightmare Before. Neither was I, Halloween 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we both. And I will say you were listing kind of towards the beginning the, the things you like to watch on Halloween. And I was thinking about it. And most of the things I like to watch on Halloween, both A, aren't films, and B, are not that scary. Great Charlie Brown's uh, Great Pumpkin, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, if we're being honest, I do like that Charlie Brown special. Um but no, I usually like to watch The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I watch uh, the old Goosebumps series. I just think that's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. So those weren't really films I could cover for this. So I have to say, it took me a while to think of the film that I would cover for this episode, which is funny because I consider myself such a huge Halloween fan, but there's nothing I could really immediately turn to. So, But when I was thinking of fun but still impactful horror movies, um, one com- kind of kept on rising to the top. I'd hope to cover it in maybe a more appropriate category, but I'm going to talk about it today. I think it could fit in well with like feminist horror. I think it could fit in well with teen horror, but mm-hmm. it's The Craft, mm-hmm. 1996, mm-hmm. which is the reason 96, why... 96, a great year for yes. films. Yes. I will say 
the craft is probably the reason why I knew so many Wiccans in middle school. I will say. <laughs> the craft... Uh, Maybe I didn't realize that's probably why yeah. I knew so many Wiccans, too. The craft was kind of a sleeper hit. Um, it had a budget of $15 million, but it ended up grossing $55 million. Not bad. And um, apparently, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to use the proper terminology. I don't want to um, offend anybody who does practice Wicca or practices witchcraft, but... I think something like Wiccan stores or witchcraft stores or New Age stores or whatever apparently didn't obviously did not know this movie was going to come out and reported just like literally hundreds of teenage girls calling their stores being like, hey, I want to become a witch and stuff, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because the theme of the movie at its core really is like teenage girl empowerment and what can happen when teenage girls band together for better or for worse um, to protect each other and to like bolster each other. Well, you want to talk a little bit about what the movie's about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, It stars simply classic 90s actress Feruza Balk. Oh, she she is, is a odd fucking duck, and <laughs> I love is. her. <laughs> Great in Waterboy as well. Yeah, she I was in American say. History X. I was trying yeah. to think, like, what was she in? And that's what it's I. It's one of those most... faces that you see all the time, yes. and then you're like, where Who have is I seen yeah. her? Yeah. Thankfully, I have the Waterboy lodged in my memory, <laughs> so I always know that she was from the Waterboy. Um, she plays Nancy, who's kind of the baddest of the bad girls. Neve slash Nev. Campbell, should we go into our segment again? Or um, this is our segment called "Is It Neve?" Or- no, I'm just- <laughs> we can we can move um, on. Yeah, Neve Campbell plays Bonnie. Robin Tooney plays Sarah. And I, I let me just point out, Sarah, uh, the the actress, she was 30 uh, in this role. It's supposed to be playing someone in high school. She looks great. She looks perhaps the youngest of all. The Are you actresses. thinking of Sarah or Rachel True? Sorry, Rachel True. Yeah, Rachel Excuse True. Me. Yeah, Sarah is the main character in the film. That's Rachel correct. True yeah. who plays Rochelle. Yeah. yeah, who plays Rochelle. She's fucking beautiful. The rest of the girls why. look like they're in their, you know. They look like they look, shit. Well, no. <laughs> no, they look like they're in their mid to late 20s. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. um, I know. Yeah, Rochelle, like, weirdly enough, looks the youngest, but mm-hmm. is 30. Yeah. Um, And then Skeet Ulrich, who plays Chris, who's yeah. Sarah's who's... kind of boyfriend slash fucking creep who plays uh, sydney's boyfriend in scream as well yeah so Net yeah it's Cam- just, neve campbell's yeah, boyfriend. yeah the 90s were such a great time um right and i i forgot to mention that uh jamie kennedy is also in uh scream as well i mean another great classic 90s <laughs> he's the randy the nerd you know yeah. listing all the rules another classic I know that 90s, the 90s were kind of like a dearth for horror movies but i will say the <laughs> horror slash i would even say craft is maybe horror adjacent it has yeah. horror themes yeah I, I mean the ones that are good are just mm. like cult classic yeah. like great films now that is something i wanted to discuss with you um i watched the craft for the first time last night i little late on the game i'm <laughs> I will admit, movies like The Craft, Jennifer's Body, other teen-oriented horror movies kind of pass me by, and I'm glad I have gotten to catch up with them because I think Jennifer's Body is one of the just the best movies, you know. And The Craft was fantastic. Jennifer's Body is one of we will the talk, best movies. We will talk yes. about that. We for are sure. a Jennifer's Body positive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did want to talk to you. What do you for me? This movie has witches, so it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of I find I found it as like at the crossroads between like Hocus Pocus and how you know movies like that and mm-hmm. a horror movie. So what do you think about that? I will say for the craft, I think that it is a horror movie because it it has like kind of the horror movie trope of taking like kind of societal expectations and societal norms and and using supernatural elements to kind of explore those themes and i think that's a really horror type of thing to do i was texting you earlier that it actually kind of annoys me amongst horror fans that insist a movie has to be scary or has to have the intention of scaring 
to be a horror film. Mm. I don't think The Craft is scary. It's, it has some parts that yeah. are disturbing. But I, I would also say non-horror movies are scary, but that doesn't mean that they're horror. So, And I mean, it's funny you bring that up because I've been reading the Fangoria magazine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that you had read. And they, ooh, I saw that teeth picture on the back. Oh, it's, it's so scary. <laughs> And they have a whole, like, article on, like, this isn't horror, like, how there was this really long period of time where movies like The Science of the Lambs, which are horror films. Even with, I mean, you know, every horror fan has heard this argument, but even as early as last, sorry, as recent as last year, Get Out not being a horror film, that is ridiculous. The idea that Get Out is not a horror film is ridiculous. Yeah, so, I mean, and to to bring it back to the craft, yeah, I would say it's a horror film because I think it's intention and the way it uses that intention, you rely on horror tropes. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of these Every one of these girls is experiencing some sort of trauma mm-hmm. in, in some sort of like horrifying situation. You know, the main character, Sarah, is, um, you know, has in the past self-harm. Who's the... Nancy? Rochelle? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Nancy, has, you know, comes from sort of a broken home. Rochelle is, ex- is, is experiencing racism and... Um, like blatant racism, blatant, by the way. Terrible. Not and even, and yeah. she didn't... Like, her reaction to that, I... I don't have those lived experiences. I, I am obviously white, but man, the things that she was like being told, I don't see how she just didn't bash that girl's head in I with know. that. I actually want to circle. Head. I want to circle back sure, to sure. that. Yeah. And then you know, Bonnie has um, the issues where she has burns all over mm-hmm. her body. So a lot of these girls are experiencing you know real life trauma, real life hardship, and you know sort of turn to the supernatural to kind of deal with this hardship. And I thought that yeah. story was really really interesting and really sad and mm-hmm. scary in a way. I realize we haven't really given a plot synopsis. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go yeah, for it. I yeah. mean, I, I guess I assume everyone has seen The Craft, but if you haven't, it's basically Sarah moves to town and she meets the three other girls and Sarah ha- already has some supernatural abilities. So the girls want to initiate the other three girls uh, want to initiate her into their coven. And the, I mean, a few different things happen, but essentially they do start to experience powers and they each use those powers for things that have been plaguing them. So Sarah uses her powers to cast a love spell, um, to get Chris skeet, skeet. Yeah. <laughs> Dope skeet um, uh, to fall in love with her. Um, Nancy uses her like powers to get rid of her stepfather, Bonnie uses her powers to become beautiful, aka to get rid of her scars. Yeah, which, by the way, Neve Campbell, you are beautiful oh, even Neve with Campbell. the scars. When I like seriously, when I was a little girl, I like I wanted to be Neve Campbell. Like I thought she was so beautiful. Well, that makes I me so a little bit more disturbed at being like, <laughs> well, I Neve mean... Campbell. I want you. <laughs> um, and then uh, Rochelle, Rochelle yeah. uses her powers against her bully to make her bully's like hair start falling out. Which, but there's a scene with the four girls in which they are kind of formally bonding their coven and like starting to invoke powers and they each say what they wish for. And um, like Rochelle, I don't remember. I wish I had written down the exact quote, but she basically says something like, I like wish that my bullies could like let go of hating me basically like she doesn't even say like i i wish that like i wish all my bullies would die or i wish like she says something that's more along the lines of like i just wish they didn't feel that way about me without seeking retribution on them so i just thought that was like a very interesting read on her situation because especially what then does end up happening to her bully which is that her bully her hair falls out. starts to fall out so yeah. 
I don't know if that's trying to say that magic is like inherent because all of the spells that the girls cast eventually come back to like bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are we trying to say magic is evil? Or are we trying to say that maybe the girls don't understand how to? This wield is another it? film, and again, I just watched this yesterday. I feel yeah. like we could talk uh, yeah. hours about this film. I mean, yeah. you know, I could talk about Rochelle alone, uh-huh. the, her experiences. I could her. talk about Neve Campbell for five <laughs> I hours. I could talk right? about Neve Campbell, the person, <laughs> not even the character she's playing for hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of. Uh, one of the major plot points. Another scene that I love in this film is when Nancy, so kind of like a warning here, this is like a little section that I'll talk a little bit about um, sexual assault. So if you want to skip ahead a minute, uh, you can do that now. So Chris is not a good guy. And um, Skeet. Skeet is not a good guy. Well, I don't know about Skeet himself. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, but Sarah has cast a love spell on Chris that is apparently so strong that it forces him to basically attempt to sexually assault her. And Nancy finds out about this and decides she's going to transform into Sarah and seduce him and get back at him. So this happens kind of like this goes down like at a party and like Sarah walks in on Nancy and Chris and she's like, Nancy, what are you doing? And Nancy like transforms back and she's like, haha, I got you to Chris. And he's like, what is going on? He says, you're just like jealous. And she says, jealous? You don't even exist to me. (laughs) Which is just like the best. One of my favorite quotes from any movie ever. And it's kind of like scenes like that and lines like that that mix serious topics. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make light of the topic at hand here, but with like moments of kind of just like levity and like girl powerness. And just like teenage girls being teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, you know, I was watching this movie and I feel like there's two separate ways to watch this movie. There's a way to watch this movie where you're kind of taking it all very seriously because they are mm-hmm. experiencing serious situations. But there's also mm-hmm. a way to watch this movie where it's just fun and, you know, teenage girls being teenage girls and doing magic and being ridiculous. And then, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, at the end, there's a big fight mm-hmm. that could be seen as really serious or as just really fun, mm-hmm. you know, like a final showdown kind of fight. And, you know, this is something where I was watching, I was like, man, I'm watching this by myself, but it sure would be fun to like yeah. watch with a bunch of friends and just, you know, comment yeah. on it and have fun, tell some jokes. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's pretty emblematic because I, as you said, you have not caught up on them. I would like to say I'm a connoisseur of the teenage Mm -hmm. horror film. I still that's that's probably my biggest (laughs) black hole of horrors. I just need to catch up on these teen movies. And just you know, to take Jennifer's body as an example, on the one hand, it's like Jennifer is like a succubus, and what does that say about like? What does that say about how we view sexuality? What does that say about how we view the power of women? But then you can also be like. This movie has a great playlist. I love Megan Fox. Let's do that. You know, so I agree. I think these films. the trees. (laughs) Anyway, to wrap it up. Yeah. As I said, I hesitated to talk about the craft on this episode because I do think it has a lot of really important themes and it has my favorite theme of all in horror movies, which is women's power and the unique skills and a unique emotional states of women in particular and so i do hope to probably bring it up in another yeah, episode this won't be the last time you hear us talk about neve campbell for sure I hope not <laughs> i mean we need to bring back our hit segment so oh, yeah we'll be well it'll be coming back every episode i'm yeah. sure yeah but now to move on to my favorite halloween uh movie the nightmare before christmas we Any open on <laughs> halloween three is about stonehenge being captured by a druidic cult it's amazing <laughs> Um, uh, Actually, Halloween 3, I will say, I'm kind of glad I didn't get to talk about it because it's really, probably could have talked about it in like two minutes. It's not a very good movie. You know, it has a a big resurgence online lately. Don't try to bring it in. We're not talking. Halloween 3. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but we did want to leave a little bit of time at the end mm-hmm. to talk about the new Halloween oh, movie, yeah. which we saw. Absolutely no spoilers. We will not be spoiling mm-hmm. a single second of it. We just want to talk like about other podcasts that do spoil. Actually, I don't think any podcasts. <laughs> I've listened to two movie. different horror movie podcasts that were like, this is our reaction to Halloween. Do not listen to it if you haven't seen yeah, it yet. So, yeah. but this is a spoiler free, um, kind of just our impressions and what we thought. I will say I watched the first Halloween the night before we went to go see the next Halloween. Can you which believe was, that, folks? Can was, you believe that? <laughs> which was just a continue. you know, it picked up where the first movie left off. Mm-hmm. I know the continuity has been screwing with a lot of fans. I have to say I'm really glad I've never seen any of the other Halloween movies because to me this was just the sequel, mm-hmm. you know? Now, so, I think we both love this movie. I mean, it was incredible. I can't stress enough. I know we have... Maybe three listeners, if I'm being generous. <laughs> listeners, perk up your ears right now. All, all three of you. <laughs> I need all three of you to just tighten those headphones. Um, I can't stress enough how much I like this movie. It was, it, and I, I would very. I, this is coming out, I believe, on Halloween on yeah. on uh, all platforms: Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, iTunes by this time this is out. This is coming out on Halloween, so you should have plenty plenty of time to go see this in theaters see this in you need theaters. to see it in theaters and 100 preferably we saw it in dolby the sound the yeah. music the you know the squishing gross set yeah. everything this movie i will say you know to me the first halloween is such a perfect horror movie it's in my mount rushmore of horror movies i'm using a lot of mount rushmore analogies but anyway uh <laughs> it's it's top four it's right up there with texas chainsaw massacre the shining um those types of things and the reason it's so great is because it's so ethereal. You know, you, yeah. the, it's like the shape, the boogeyman thing. It's like, what is up with this guy? What's his deal? You don't know. You don't have any motivation. And he's just kind of going around. You don't know what his motivation is. Yeah. It's very like, I just love the feel of that movie. This movie is not like that. Mm-hmm. This movie, you know who Michael Myers is. You know he's coming to kill you. And the intensity, he goes through this town like a fucking tornado. <laughs> they mention in... No spoilers. No, 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 uh, no, no spoilers. I'm trying to keep yeah, it spoiler free. Yeah. But yeah. in the in the film, and uh, that you know, yeah, he killed five people in his last. People are like, oh, it's just horrifying, folks. He kills a lot more than five people in this movie. Well, and I just I texted you after I watched the first Halloween, and you're like, how was it? And I said, I don't want to say I'm underwhelmed because after watching Halloween, you really see the impact it's had on films oh, yeah. since Halloween. Yeah, the impact cannot be overstated. Mm-hmm. My complaint was twofold. One. I didn't like the complete lack of backstory. I like a mysterious. See, I, love that. I like a mysterious killer. Um, I don't like. We never find out. out See, anything and that's about why I suggested you watch Halloween too. Yeah, after it. I would highly suggest. Yeah, that if you watch that. That didn't really bother me as much as the second thing, which was that, except for some jump scares, I, I didn't. And it had a good creepy atmosphere, and it had iconic shots. But I was like, there wasn't a big moment where I was like. Oh, God, I'm so scared, you know? And I guess maybe I was expecting that. Halloween 2018 delivers on both fronts. Absolutely. So, you know, to me, I just think it's the perfect sequel because it really builds on the first without losing what made the first special, which is simplicity, which is Mm -hmm. just gorgeous shots, which is music. And And another thing it takes from the first movie is it really cares about its characters. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a high body count in this movie, but every character, there's a one scene in the car... Uh, the oh, two yeah. gentlemen that get killed in the car. And there's only like 30 second scene between them before they're killed. 
but you really like it's a funny mm-hmm. scene and you kind of yeah. like these guys and then and then when when you, you think something might happen to them you know as like, soon oh, as you no. think something might happen you're like oh shit even these though you've only cool. known them for yeah. like a minute this yeah. movie's really empathetic and that's one of my favorite parts about the first halloween and I think that's what a lot of the slasher genre got wrong after the first Halloween. So John Carpenter's intention wasn't that, oh, you have sex, you get killed. And what happens in Halloween is that the characters that have sex, they get killed. I think his intention was is that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be the survivor and she's kind of a nerd. And what- So why would, yeah, what qualities about her would make her the survivor? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that she's babysitting instead of hanging out with her, like, boyfriend. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that people was. People argue this. I mean, you know, a lot of people argue, you know, what his intention was. I, I don't, knowing the kind of person he was, that's not. That's not the knowing kind of John Carpenter personally, personally. <laughs> having had many conversations with him. <laughs> no, that's not true, folks. Uh, I think this movie gets the elements about Halloween that made it so great. You get to know all in the original Halloween. You get to know all the characters and you care whether mm-hmm. or not they die. And you care, you know, you care about these characters. And I think that this movie gets it really well. And I think it especially gets the character of Laurie, Jamie Lee Curtis's character spot on because yeah that angle they took with her was very what happens after you you are the last quote-unquote last girl what happens after you survive this thing you're gonna be fucked up for the rest of your life speaking of that this is kind of a tangent but not really i read a book recently called final girls it was a novelization it's called it's by author uh riley sanger and it kind of delves into that it's about women who have survived massacres Mm -hmm. And it's like about three different women who have survived mass killings of of different natures. And it's interesting to see how each three of them has coped with it. Mm -hmm. And I think the way Lori copes with it, maybe not so much, again, no spoilers, maybe not so much kind of the extremes she takes it to, but her emotional state, I think it's realistically how most people would. And it really makes me wonder if uh, director David Allen Green or the writer who I strangely enough is danny mcbride which i thought was incredible i mean this guy has he's really talented for writing you know being a comedy actor and writing this movie i wonder if they they you know were in contact with um trauma-informed care people like how do people react to this because Mm -hmm. it really was very effective now i do have some quibbles with how she you know how do you prepare for 40 years and things break down so quickly uh but still Anyway, no there's spoiler. Some, I no mean, there's spoilers. so much I want to get into. Yeah. I have like so many rebuttals to what you just said, but I maybe we'll discuss them when the mics yeah. are hot. Um. Um, but anyway, I think ultimately, I heard some people comparing this movie to Halloween H two O, which I don't. I, I know you haven't seen. Halloween has had multiple reboots, remakes. Uh, there's essentially four different timelines in Halloween. This movie retcons all of that and is set after one. But Halloween H two O was supposed to be set after Halloween two, and Halloween two, you learn that. Laurie and Michael are brother and sister and whatever. And so Halloween H2 was set up as, oh, they're confronting each other. Halloween H2 was actually the seventh Halloween movie, but it was supposed to be like the third in the series, essentially. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's too long of a backstory. <laughs> but I heard a lot of people comparing this to Halloween H2 and saying, like, some people have said it's better than Halloween H2 Some people have said it's worse than Halloween H2 A.A. Dowd, the reviewer for AV Club, said, oh, this new movie is nothing. It doesn't even hold a candle to Halloween H2O. Which... But anyway... <laughs> I think it's absolutely absurd to compare this movie to Halloween H2O because I Halloween H2 is a good movie. It's not in the same class as this movie, in my opinion. I think that, you know, as an avid lover of the Halloween series, I've watched approximately, there's 11 films total. I've watched seven of them. I including this one. Including this yeah. one. 
I've watched, watched I've watched most of the major, you know, not the major ones, not the shitty ones, not the one where Buster Rhymes uh, turn. You find out he knows karate and fights Michael Myers. I haven't watched that one, and I, I think this is easily, easily, easily the second best Halloween movie to me. Like hundred percent, not as a fan of the Halloween series. I will fully admit, never had watched them before. I'm just not a franchise person. I'm becoming more of a franchise if, person. If a movie has more than like one sequel, I'm like, oh, that's too big of a time investment. And a lot of these big franchises happened kind of before I was born. So I just, I, you know, I didn't grow up with them necessarily. So, um, but I have to say, two as a standalone film, mm-hmm. it, I think it stands. Oh, you done. could just you yeah. could go in and you get the background in the film. Yes, anyway. yeah, they give yeah. it to you anyway. And I mean, who doesn't know? That Laurie Strode was attacked by Michael Myers yeah. 40 years prior. That's kind of all the best. At least they know that Jamie Lee Curtis was attacked yeah, by Michael so, Myers. So. It's like, what was she doing before the activity of commercials? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, she was attacked by Michael Myers. <laughs> um, um, by the way, she looks great. She's been eating a lot of Activia, obviously. That one scene, I like po- poked you really hard. at Her arm muscles oh, are huge. She could kick my ass. She could kick kick your ass like before she even eats her activia in the morning <laughs> that's a lot of activia content folks yeah. they are not paying us i've never eaten activia before <laughs> justin so. eats it every morning yeah your boyfriend justin he, he's yes. regular oh, yes <laughs> well anyway yes so highly recommend seeing this film we're gonna do our top tens at the end of the year i would say it's easy to yeah. say that it's gonna be on both of ours mm-hmm. find out which number it's gonna be on though <laughs> by listening to ah real films <laughs> um so to conclude our halloween episode um unfortunately i mean i feel like i could talk about halloween yeah we could talk about eat all three of these films yeah this is just good i would i could have kept on going on the crap for an embarrassingly long time but we wanted to inject some halloween levity some halloween spirit have some halloween spirit Ooh. we'll put in a sound clip here right Ooh, that's, that's the that, there's clip, a good yeah. sound clip yeah that was a sound clip folks so Chris and I both love Halloween, so we thought we could ask each other some fun Halloween questions. Some, get, some getting to, well, more of the listeners getting yeah. to know us. Cause... I can't wait to get to know you, Taylor. I've <laughs> <laughs> only known you for, what, 26 years? Um, oh. <laughs> oh, that's rich. <laughs> um, okay, so my yeah, first... Hit me, with, hit me with some questions. Uh, okay, my first Halloween question is... Now, you need to listen to the full question before you answer. Okay. What is your favorite Halloween treat? And by that, I mean... It needs to be like Halloween themed. So you might like get, eating candy on Halloween and you're like, okay, my favorite candy is Snickers. So Snickers. No, that doesn't mm-hmm. count. Like your favorite Halloween treat. Okay. I have, I just popped up in my head two things. Number one <laughs> wow, is. You can never pick one thing. I can't. I it's just really love irritating. So this is our fourth segment. Curtis can't pick one thing. <laughs> <laughs> my number one uh, Halloween treat is pumpkin shaped Reese's. Now, oh, yes. this is kind of a cop out answer because it tastes just like the normal Reese's. It doesn't. It doesn't. It has more filling, I think. It has more filling. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it has more filling. I'm glad I I'm glad yeah. I'm vindicated because I was like, <laughs> it should taste like the normal Reese's, it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It has more filling now, than chocolate. Another but a sort of um more Halloween-y type thing that I really do love. I love caramel apples. Mm. I used to hate those things as a kid because they get stuck in my teeth. Yeah. And, well, you uh, had braces for like eight years. Yeah, I had braces for <laughs> approximately half of my life. Uh, glad I don't have those things anymore, but Love caramel apples. Those things are just mm. delicious. Perfect combination of chewy and crunchy and uh, mm. great, great, great flavor. What about Some you? ASMR. What's your... um, I'll pick two, too. I'm going to go ahead and... <laughs> that is so annoying, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stick up for the little, little guy. I want to go on record as saying that I like 
candy corn. Oh, I like candy corn candy too. Co- oh, okay. I know. Yeah, no, don't worry. Be more controversial. But no, it is. It's ridiculous. Why candy do people, corn is it's good. Tasty. It's good. Just because like it has a texture of wax, it I doesn't like matter. that texture. Yeah. I like it. Also, I'm gonna argue that this counts. I like Halloween Oreos. I like okay. the orange filling. They're yeah. like aesthetically pleasing yeah. to me, and it makes it more fun for them to eat. Pumpkin so. JoJo's are pretty good too. I know those get a lot of shit on the internet, so. <laughs> Internet trolls, just at me if you want to come after <laughs> I me. I have to but... say, I like pumpkin spice drinks. Oh, I could go on, but I don't love pumpkin spice flavored like can like candy and. I like. Foods. I'm I'm a basic bitch. I'm a, excuse me, basic <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh. <laughs> you say I'd... bitch on this. Podcast. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I shouldn't, folks. Excuse me for my language. I meant to say binge, but I do love pumpkin spice anything. Well, mm. anyway, my question, my first question for you. What's the favorite? What's your favorite Halloween costume that you've worn before? Okay, my favorite Halloween costume that I've worn. I'm not gonna go when I was two and mom and dad smeared a bunch of orange paint on my face and you cried and I cried pumpkin. the whole time. And now in family lore, I'm that's referred to as the crying pumpkin. <laughs> you looked you looked great in that costume. Literally every picture. Curtis was the Grim Reaper that year. Mm-hmm. Um, in every picture, I'm just sobbing. <laughs> It was it was the '90s, so that paint was probably toxic. That's probably <laughs> um, it's hard. I haven't really dressed up in a while. I will say, one year, my friends and I, I went to an undergrad that had like a big party every Halloween. They had a big party every single weekend. Let's just be clear, <laughs> it was not extra, just Halloween. Yeah, it was extra big on Halloween. <laughs> and the either second or third year that we went, we went to like Target that day. We found these little turkey hats. <laughs> That just had, they were <laughs> like turkey butts. And we each bought one. And I was a GMO turkey. My friend was a free range turkey. And my other friend was an all natural turkey. And we were turkeys for Halloween. And it was nice. just, everyone was like, why are you dressed as turkeys? And we were like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have any better ideas. <laughs> well, um, my favorite Halloween uh, costume that I've ever worn was when I was four years old. The first time I went trick or treating, I dressed up as a corpse. And I have <laughs> no idea where I got that idea from i could not tell you i don't remember anything about this i just remember look I, i've seen pictures of it it was a year before i was the grim yeah. reaper but i think uh my costume choices as a young kid kind of was good foreshadowing for my yeah. interests as an adult because i know because i look back at pictures and i'm like why were curses outfits always so scary like they were <laughs> so really dark. scary yeah. I'm, um, folks it's a wonder that i did not become a serial killer just be glad i'm into horror movies well we were just discussing how your myers-briggs type is like the one that all the serial <laughs> the jeffrey dahmer and ed Gein have yes <laughs> okay well that kind of actually leads into what is your favorite halloween memory like your favorite thing that has happened on halloween I remember one time in Wilkes when we lived in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, very mm-hmm. close to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Michael Scott. <laughs> um, I went trick or treating, and I had been abandoned by my friends, and I was friends, my quote unquote friends, <laughs> and I was very sad. I was crying. My dad was leaving. <laughs> I was about seven. I was probably, you know, like a uh, gravekeeper or something, uh, <laughs> something very disturbing. But I was crying in some, you know, very horrifying costume. My dad was eating around trying to make me feel better. And I went to a woman's house and grabbed some candy. And she said, I was crying. She's like, oh, come inside. And she gave me a $20 bill. Oh. It was just very, very nice. Wow. And that's a pretty good scheme. It, it, yeah. So and from that point forward, I was crying at every single house, obviously. <laughs> but I just thought it was really sweet. And it's a really good memory just thinking about like a really nice neighborhood and lived in. And, yeah. You know. That's funny because my favorite Halloween memory is actually also from when we lived in Wilkes-Barre. Our neighborhood got really into holidays, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. They yeah. took the adage trick or treat very seriously. Mm-hmm. Curtis and his best friend 
our slash our next door neighbor Matthew um did not do tricks but I did because I thought that that was supposed to be it so one of my favorite Halloween memories is Curtis being like where's Taylor he was like five houses like ahead and I was five houses behind doing the mockery (laughs) that's a good trick I was just like, and the thing is, is I would always the get, Macarena was huge. It was back huge. In the it was huge. B, I was very good at it, yeah, and C, I always got more candy than you. And you have to admit that because I did tricks. <laughs> the matriarchy strikes again. <laughs> well, my second question. I don't know if this is our final question because I don't have another I have, one. I have out. another one. Oh, uh, okay. Well, this is perhaps my final question. Then, what's your favorite Halloween song? <laughs> my favorite Halloween song. <laughs> I mean, is there any other song besides the Monster Mash? Is what I wanted. <laughs> One of us was going to say that, of course. The Monster Mash. What a... I like the Monster Mash more so, too, because of the Halloween episode of Freaks and Geeks where the mom sings Monster Mash like <laughs> with very the accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always think of, too. So Very cringeworthy. I like the Monster. I mean, what what is yours? Uh, my favorite Halloween theme song is the song Halloween by the Misfits. As covered by AFI. Oh my god. Folks. This isn't 2004 anymore. I know people (laughs) love the Misfits and everything, but look, the AFI version is just better. He has a better voice. It's more orchestral. Um, Do people even listen to AFI? Yes, people listen to (laughs) AFI. Let, all right, let me live, relive my teenage days for a few, Holy few shit. seconds. That was right? honestly, I feel even sadder than right, just edit cried that on Halloween. <laughs> okay, I guess this is kind of related to what you said, but what is your like ideal Halloween costume? If you had the skills to do anything and the money maybe to do anything, like what would you do? I would want to be the thing that always cracks me up is the sexy versions of everything. <laughs> There's a sexy everything. There's, There's a sexy SpongeBob. I saw that one. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to be sexy SpongeBob, but I wish there was a male version of that. I want to be like sexy, like Freddy Krueger or sexy Michael Myers. But they're all female. I've seen a sexy uh, Jason Voorhees, but it's for a woman. So my the matriarchy strikes. The matriarchy again. strikes again. I just my dream would be that there's sexy version versions of male costumes. Can I just say that? <laughs> That's so sad. God, all of your answers have, like, severely depressed me. <laughs> I also go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. Um, okay, wow. Well, I was going to um, I was gonna go a little bit more, like, FX with it. Because I'm always, like, I see really cool FX makeup and shit, like, on Instagram and in Fangoria. I'm always, like, who do I know that can do FX? Like, who actually can dress up like that for Halloween? So I was kind of thinking about it. And what I love is like fake blood like i always wanted to dress up as a vampire for halloween because i love like fake blood so i think if i knew if i could do it correctly and if i could not stain literally everything i own and not be a sticky stained mess i would probably dress up as carrie Mm. from the scene after she gets like all the blood drenched on her yeah i just think that's like a really cool scene and i like the idea of that as a costume because she's like dressed up obviously like in prom gear but then it gets drenched in blood yeah it's sexy what's the sexy version of that though (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want to know that was a lot of fun yeah um anything else (laughs) i don't have any more questions i'm sorry i I wrote down too the sexy version like well next time we podcast i'm gonna dress up as the sexy version of jason Voorhees, and we'll take pictures for all our listeners okay i'll dress up as sexy spot (laughs) (laughs) okay never mind i take it back well that's all we got today folks then um well i do want to say that we by this time this episode drops we should be available on the podcast app we are currently uh available on 
Spotify, and Stitcher. So you can check us out there. If you guys uh, can follow us or subscribe, whatever the terminology is for the various platforms, please do that. Smash the like button. Smash the like button. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's in the show notes. We got the email in the show notes, too, if you have some criticism. And, you know, if if you send us a good email, we'll we'll read it on air because we always like to hear some feedback. Oh, and um, also I want to say thank you to Angel Garden. Garden, Mm. Am I pronouncing that? Yeah, Angel Garden. Angel Garden for our cover art which, she did a great job i mean not to toot our own horn but it looks amazing yeah. i also like how it appears that i'm taller than curtis at first i was bothered by that because obviously he's my older brother he's taller than me but i will say you always slouch when you sit down yeah so it's it pretty accurate works. actually yeah. <laughs> and yeah no thank you to her and you can follow her on you know instagram and twitter and all that stuff she's an amazing artist so yeah any, i think that's all we need to plug I think for that's, today that's all we're gonna plug um speaking of emails if you have any ideas for future shows that you would mm-hmm. like to hear sorry i had to burp don't get us wrong we have plenty we have a lot of ideas but we but obviously if it's just us coming up with ideas it might not be things that you want to listen to and also i would like to hear other people's ideas because it might jog like oh i haven't seen that horror movie in a really long time and that would be perfect and let's be honest we have a pretty limited fan base so if one (laughs) of our four listeners it's it's gonna make one fourth of our fan base happy to hear this topic we had three listeners earlier in the show so now we have four yeah that's pretty good yeah we're gonna have five by you know next week i hope so wow i can't handle the popularity (laughs) um all right anyway thank you everyone for listening please subscribe to our show follow us on social meds and have a happy halloween goodbye folks (laughs) (laughs) oh Me and Tori love that song. <laughs> I have it on my iPhone. I hope you have the t-shirt of yeah. the band, too. I do have a tattoo. Oh, of course. In dedication to Jennifer's body. Beautiful. Yeah. Totally beautiful. Um, it's the same tattoo that the whole band has. Um, yeah. Listen, it was. It's. I that's stand by dedica- it. It's a cool tattoo. That's dedication to... What's the name of the band? I don't even remember. Oh, Low Shoulder. Low Shoulder. Oh, great band.